Welcome every, everyone to podcast episode number 76 of Calling in the Power Ring. I am your co-host Matt Turner. With me as always, my good buddy, my tag partner from the ever-popular, ever-t-shirt-selling Team Blue and Gold, the one and only, the King of Hearts, Andy Hatter. Oh, wow, what an intro there. I didn't keep going. The, the King of Hearts just keep on going. Uh, Hold up. I'm doing good <laughs> after all that. Like, remember the Dudley Boys thing? In a rough, cut, buffed, ripped, chiseled, sculpted, and jacked. Yeah, just about all of them yeah. in a row. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that a, was pretty good. one of my favorite entrances that was like, you know, where they just kept going on and on. That, that was almost like David, did you ever see David Starr's entrance? No. He did it. And I, well, you know, I, we'll jump in. I, you know, I, we'll jump into it right now. So I wanted to start off and see a punk talk with that one. So I did watch the entire uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. I got the first two nights down. Uh, and one night, and I literally on Saturday, I came home from the gym, and I just parked myself upstairs, and I was like, I'm going to watch this as much as I can, so I think I got like six and a half hours in, and then I kind of would just like watch one match, one or two matches every day until like I got it finished, but David Starr does this really long entrance, and I've seen him wrestle a whole bunch, David Starr is great, he, he is terrific, he, if you YouTube him versus Walter, him and Walter have had like these series of matches okay. where... Yeah, where they, they just like beat the beat the crap out of each other, but he does this long entrance. Now he's he he's go, he was he was a heel in the tournament, and he basically said he was not doing his entrance until he made it to the finals. And sure enough, he made it to the finals with him, Gresham, and uh, Bandito, which made it wind up winning. But like his is like the uh, the Bernie Sanders of wrestling, your favorite cop, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the cream in your coffee, the Jewish Canaan, the hundred and four minute man. <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch that's really in the crowd like knows it word for word and they they, they, they do it with them so that's cool. yeah but Battle of Los Angeles is really good like a lot of the unknown name guys they kind of it's you know like maybe about half or 60% of the wrestlers in PWG now they like just do moves and it's really cool moves like a lot of stuff is spectacular but there's not much psychology like not much like well maybe that should have went there this yeah. went there like sometimes nothing flows but again the athleticism is something that I not only I couldn't even do but that I couldn't even imagine wow. but and then you get those guys like Pentagon like Bandito like Dragon Lee that they know how to chain their things together so uh, the show was really really good um, I don't have it, everything in front of me so I'm to kind of just go off the top of my head real quick and we'll go to the, the next segment but I started off with A-Kid versus Lucky Kid and I never heard of either of these yeah, guys yeah. and then I looked up uh, A-Kid and Zack Sabre Jr. had a Wrestling Observer five star match like somewhere in Ireland wow so uh, that match is really good. Uh, David Starr wrestled uh, our buddy Orange Cassidy in the first round, uh, and uh, that was really, really good. That's they did like a lot of comedy stuff. And David Starr kept telling, "Come on, Cassidy, it's the Battle of Los Angeles. You got to get serious." So they did the spot where he, you know, puts the glasses on, puts his hands in the pockets, and then David Starr took the glasses off and smashed him. <laughs> and when he did, uh, Cassidy turned around and he put another pair of glasses on like, to place him ballistic. <laughs> and then they proceed to have like a really, really great match. Yeah. Uh, uh, Deppin wrestled uh, Pentagon. Oh, wow. That was really good, but Pentagon wasn't feeding at all for Deppin shots. Really? Like, they did this, but somebody was telling me that. Some, I forgot, I forget who said it, but they, they were saying, that, oh, you know, um, maybe I heard it on a podcast here, but they did this, they did the, the Japanese spot where the two of them stand on the ring and they trade, like, overhand chops. Yeah. And Pentagon shied away three times in a row and he got booed. He wears like that best. Yeah. So like that's that protector Deppin was taking all of it. So it was just like, wow. Like Deppin, I mean Pentagon, Pentagon is one of the best in the world. I think him and Phoenix, you know, are probably the best tag either them or the Bucks are the best tag team in the world. But I just thought that was really weird that like he wasn't feeding 
well for Depp and Stuff. Uh, Depp looked great. All the yeah, three matches, all three of them uh, were really, really good. Dragon Lee, I thought, was the MVP of the tournament. I thought all his matches uh, were really, really good. I think he's he's just on another level. He came out on the first round wearing a baseball jersey, and on the back it said the wrestler, because he did all that training with Shibata. Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. The LA Dojo, so. And you can see his influences. He does the, that Shibata uh, kept the takeover style, dropping in the corner. Um, David Starr was like a made man in this tournament. He beat Jeff Cobb, who's the BW champion in the second round. So they based, they made him out to be like the big heel. So even when it came down to the final, like David Starr was like the big heel in the tournament where he was just like, no, you guys go, you guys go. So he, he got he did a lot of cool heelish stuff. Uh, the match before he wrestled, to get in the final, I'm trying to play, I forget who he wrestled, but Aubrey Edwards was a, was the ref. The okay. girl from yeah, AEW. AEW. She was great. I mean, you think she's great at AEW. She's great here. She Anytime there was like a two and a half count, she would point to the timekeeper it's only two and show with her hands how far away it was from the mat oh wow she, yeah she was great so so to like get even more heat on david because i think david starts matt uh he, he was the last one to get in the final so you had gresham who works as a, as a baby face there bandita who's a huge baby face because he does like the coolest stuff oh, awesome yeah. so to get david start even more over as a heel i mean obviously he wasn't he was working heel in each of his matches so his semi-final match i want to say it was with joey Janella. Um, I could be. Oh no! It was Darby Allen. It was Darby Allen. To to get him more over, he would do all the old school like ref. Like they didn't have the ref would count two. He'd get in the ref's face, and then he kept like shoulder tackling. Like as he was walking over to go to Darby Allen, he would like shoulder bump Aubrey Edwards, and he pushed her a couple times. <laughs> oh, okay. Pushed back. So it's like, man, they're getting him over crazy as a heel. So then he was the first one to go. In the because then what happens at the, the final bowl, it becomes a three-way elimination. The three finals, the three-way elimination. So he was the first one to go. Gresham submitted him with the octopus stretch with the hammer fist, and then uh, Gresham and Bandita with it with a final two. But it was great. I thought it was uh, I thought it was better than last year's tournament. I don't think it was better than two years ago, the one that Ricochet won. Yeah. With uh, Keith Lee, Keith Lee, and Jeff Cobb in the final. So I, I thought it was an excellent tournament uh, from from top to bottom. But if anybody has, uh, I mean, the holidays are coming up. You know, you have some free time, or you want to get a gift. I would definitely recommend all three nights of uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, it's usually always a really good show. That's that. And I turn that off, and it's still being. So, um, I could talk about that all day, but I know uh, it was a it was a while ago. If anybody wants to discuss it, by all means, guys, if you're on the social media. But I want to segue into the CM Punk thing on Tuesday night. You get a chance to see any of this? I only seen that one quick little highlight video. I forget what he's even talking about. I know there was like a, a different. Uh, like a full video posted, not the full show, but like of Renee talking to CM Punk for like a long, like, like it's like five minutes or something like that. But I didn't get to watch it. I, I've read the what he said, but you know it, I haven't seen any of it. Um, the highlights were Renee Young comes out to start the show. I never seen the show before. The show's great. I'm like maybe I'll just watch that instead of watching Ron SmackDown. Yeah. Highlight everything. Yeah. So and then they have the little ticker thing on the bottom. Where it's like Nikki Cross just resigned two-year deal. This day in history, this happened. So it was, That's it was really cool. cool, really very well done. I was very impressed by it. So Renee Young comes out. She was on the show. We have this, this. He goes, oh, we also. And now she's walking. She goes, we also have the return of this guy. <laughs> Punk standing there, and he has his phone. And she goes, what are you doing? He goes, oh, the other zero just cleared. I can do the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so he he was. I thought he only had like one or two segments. But he was in it like quite a bit. 
And then he, yeah, he did the sit down interview where, and I, I think I texted you that morning after I saw it, saying that you know the thing that impressed him the most was the women's division and NXT because NXT reminds him when he was in his indies. I mean, obviously you have the majority of the Ring of Honor and Evolve guys, you know, the, that are the, the top guys, PWG guys that are that are there. So. And you know, so then he served some of the stuff that he was critical of, but he never, never got into it. And they mm-hmm. asked him, you know, I know you probably saw the segment. If you ever come back to wrestling again, he said, you know, obviously it's it's a big hurdle, but I would never say that. Yeah, so it, you know, only a matter of time, I would think. But that's cool. He's on the show, and I hope he, they do let him tell it like it is, because I mean, what, what if if you don't let him, then why is he even there? You know, if he just go home and say, oh yeah, WWE, everything's great, you know. Yeah, and I guess they do a segment called Promo Class where they had David Arquette. Oh, yeah. versus, like, I heard about team, that. And he was a judge. Yeah, he was a judge. He was, he was laughing. He was smiling. And it was, you know, I haven't seen him that happy in a, you know, a long, long time. So it was good. Even Amber was getting ready to leave for work, and she was actually left like 15 minutes late because she was sitting there watching. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I should have left at this time, so i got to get moving. So yeah. she just sat down. She started watching it with me, and then and she watched back in time because she was so involved in everything that he was doing. And then they did... Uh, I guess this thing called, I guess it's this segment called Social Media Smackdown, where Tom Harley called, called out CM Punk. <laughs> and, uh, and Tom Harley. Like, you need to respond, and you wind up dropping the, uh, SH bomb. Oh, wow. Hey. Maybe you can get your live one, like, uh, AW. <laughs> your live one per show. I guess it's as part of his contract, he's allowed to pretty much say whatever he wants. Like, within reason. Yeah. The, the only problem with that show is it comes on 11 at night on a Tuesday, so it's kind of hard for some people to watch. You know, it's like, ooh. A little yeah. late. I don't know if it's on Hulu or anything. I I, I don't know. They did, do, they did talk about how Seth Rollins was calling him out. So if they were building up to any 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 match, except for him and Seth Rollins, yeah, because he was saying, you know, Renee Young's like, do you have any any advice for Seth to get back over to what he was or to get more, you know, to, to have him gain more steam? He's like, stay off social media. Yeah, I think he said every time delete the Twitter off your phone. Social, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he said delete Twitter after recording. Every time you say something on social media, you just keep burying yourself. And it's true. It's, so. It doesn't look good at all. He comes off looking like a like a, like a douchebag, and it's like no one's gonna want to cheer for that, you know? It's like you know, he's, so, that just comes off as a, a natural heel. I think he's much better as a heel. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think his move set is leaning toward more toward the baby face, but um, but yeah, I think he he might be better off as a heel. But I mean, who knows? But then they did something where. Or I'm sorry, was she asked him something with, you know, of all the guys, you know, you got the shield in, you know, all those guys got old, got, you know, so far to a certain extent, and that's how they led to the set thing, and then he goes, well, Renee, you like the shield? And she's like, yeah, yes, I do. He goes, who's your favorite member of the shield? <laughs> and as he said it, he was, like, giggling, like a temp grader. He's just like, I like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he should be like, smart answer, who's your favorite member of Renee? That's pretty funny. Yeah, apparently it doubled in the ratings, I think. It got, like, a hundred and... 80,000 views, I think, because it was only get like 40,000. I guess it actually like, tripled in ratings. Yeah, I thought it was going to get like a million. I'm like, oh, remember last week? I'm like, I think it might be in the million. Yeah. That was way off. But they said, you know, obviously it's a big improvement. Yeah. But they want, they're looking for something else. But so. he, and he's not going to be on every week. He's only going to be on now and then, which I'm like, oh, well, I guess it will spike the ratings every now and then. Like, I forget what they said exactly. He's, how he can be on, but it's not every week. I'm like, well, eh, what can you do, you know? Yeah, so I don't know, but all, all good stuff. So, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, WWE backstage. Watch. I gotta see yeah. if it's on anything like to watch. If it's on Hulu or maybe it goes on the network. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I,
most of the stuff I think you probably saw on social media. Yeah. So it's not like a must-watch, but it would be cool just to check it out. My one, my one friend was saying, do you think like that's a show where they really tell it like it is? I'm like, well, it's still a WWE show. Maybe Punk will, but like Renee isn't going to say, well, that storyline is terrible. You know, he's like, <laughs> like you ain't going to hear that. They ain't going to be like, hey, you don't know what my husband did on AEW? You're not going to hear that. Like, it's going to be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be where they, you know, review it. There to be, and maybe they could say, well, I didn't like that, but they're not going to be like, oh, this, this this angle's not getting anybody over. You're not going to hear that. So, you know, it's not going to be, uh, you know, a Conrad podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so who knows? But I was listening to, now, Sam, I don't know if you, you know who Sam Roberts is. Yes. Right? He does a lot. He knows a lot of, like, the cool stuff in wrestling. He's a big fan of heroes, a big fan of punk. I know, like, when punk was going through like he would he wanted to leave like that year and a half that he still the company that he was thinking about leaving and the whole money and the bank thing happened like sam robbins was the only like podcast guy he would talk to he like trusted him mm-hmm. sam robbins did like 40 minutes last week saying like look i know it's not that but he's coming back yeah, and i listened to the whole thing and he's just like like melter was just like i don't think he's coming back he's just doing this and you know the, the buzz isn't there as much as it used to be where sam robbins is like he's definitely coming back here's the matches i want to see and then he came up with a whole bunch of different scenarios he even said, like, he's like, I think Roman Reigns is a big money dream match that people, you know, not a lot of people like the IRC and Punk Punk fans want to see if Roman Reigns is over with the general WWE crowd, and then you have, like, our guy, CM Punk, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he kind of, he gave the dream matches, and then all the wins, why it makes sense. Like, obviously, for, like, me and you, we'd want to see Brian, AJ, yeah, Cole, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But I'm like, when he said Roman Reigns, I'm like, wait, what? And then he laid it out, he's just like, he's coming back. He's, yeah, it makes like, sense. He's definitely coming back. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. I mean, you know, you can't. You're not going to show up to a buffet and say, I'm not eating nothing, you know? And the longer you're there, the more chances, or you're going to eat something. So the longer he's there, the more chances he's going to wrestle eventually. Not only that, but these two big shows, which that'll be the, the ending of the podcast, folks. These two big shows, NXT, TakeOver, War Games, and Survivor Series, they're taking place in Chicago. So, you know, it's going to be loud to see a punk chance. Yeah, uh, yeah. pretty much enjoy the show, and I believe the AEW show on Wednesday is going to be in. Oh, is it? Oh, how about that? I didn't know that. Yeah, because they were hyping up. Obviously, the Jericho Scorpio Sky, the you know the the Battle Bowl or whatever thirty dozen lethal lottery. Yeah, they're doing, and then I just listened to Jr's podcast, and he was saying that he's spending his Thanksgiving in Chicago oh, because wow. obviously the day before Thanksgiving is Wednesday, which will be the AEW show. So. Lots of wrestling in Chicago coming up uh, yeah. next week. Good for the Chicago people, eh? Yeah. Well, how timely, you know, especially with Punk coming back yeah. to TV. I mean, it's, it's not like getting crappy shows, too. I mean, the Takeover, then the Dynamite. I mean, Survivor Series might be a little long, but there's some good stuff on it. I mean, some bad stuff, sure. too, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we, we're talking about some good stuff. I just want to segue real quick into something uh, sad. I don't know if you've seen, but legendary Spider Man writer Tom Lyle passed away. Yeah, he created uh, Scarlet Spider and Stephanie Brown. Spoiler, not not, not a spoiler, but I don't think it's Robin. Something like that. I might be wrong. Yeah, and then he created one of the Robin costumes, so it might have been it might have been that. But yeah, yeah. he's mostly known for uh, for a lot of the uh, the clone stuff with with Spider Man. So yeah, uh, I wasn't fifty six years old. Not yet. Yeah, not that old. Young. Yeah, and uh, well, I wasn't real familiar with. Him. I'm sure if I went back and looked at my '90s Spider Man, his name's on it. So I wasn't real familiar, but yeah, it's it's uh I don't I don't know what happened. I didn't really see, but yeah, it's a it's a shame. I want to say it was cancer. I know they said that he that they knew it was coming because he oh, okay. was uh, he was in hospice for the last five or six days. Oh so. boy. 
Yeah, that that's just awful. I mean, I thought some prayers with his family. I know, see, the last year at New York of the year before, I walked by his table. I'm like, oh, wow, that name sounds familiar. And then I saw, like, all the stuff that he had. I was like, huh. I'm like, I'm sure I have 80 comics with this stuff on it. Yeah. And just, you know, you just never stop to say hi or thanks or anything. It just... You know, that's why I always kind of just make sure that you at least you know say hi to somebody. It doesn't matter if they're in their thirties or they're in their they're in their eighties. Yeah, I mean, you, it, just, you just never know. It's a it's a crazy world out there. Yeah, look at Michael Turner. He was a what thirty two or something like that. Yeah, stronger than us. Yeah, it's awful. That's a yeah. It's a, it's like, and the one guy used to draw Lady Death back in the day, Stephen Hughes. I think he was like thirty five when he died. I forget. He died of something, some sickness or something. But yeah, way way too, way too young. And his art was awesome. It's like. Jeez, I'm, I wasn't even old enough to go to a car when he died. It's like it's a shame. Yeah, we can't. We all can't be like Stan Lee and living to our nineties. Yeah, and, uh, doing cons at ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> what a, what a machine, man! That last New York Comic Con, that was the only one you missed. Yeah. And, uh, and even if you could go to see Stan, you had to respect his work ethic because he had he had two to three. Uh, he had two autograph sessions per day, two photo sessions per day, and he was there all four days. Like. God bless, man. He was the workhorse of that time. Yeah, my God. 90 years old. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. So, um, what do you want to segue to? You want to go to Wednesday Night Wars? You want to go into NWA Power Impact? You want to talk about comic stuff? You, you pick that. So uh, I, got the I, I have some comic stuff just from Newsrama here. So, I'll, I'll go into that and you can talk about what we read. I didn't get to my shop because it, it moved this past week. So, I'm going down tomorrow to get my books and I have a, a ton to pick up. But I've seen this and... Uh, so, you know, Marvel Comics issue one, so the first one, was graded, right? At a 9.4 and it sold at an auction recently. Do you want to guess the price that this comic went for? So it's the first Marvel Comics issue, which is just Marvel Comics one. It's like, uh, looks like some, there's like some fire guy on it or something like this. And it's, uh, let me see what it is. That might be Jim Hammond, Human Torch. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, this month. The Human Torch and then The Angel, Submariner, Masquerader. I'm looking at the cover. Kazar the Great. So it's all different. It was like, uh, you know, all short stories. And it's from... Oh jeez, I don't know so it gotta be like the fifties. So how much do you think this went to? Graded at a nine point four by CGC. I'm gonna say three hundred thousand. <laughs> way, way more. One point two six million. How about that? Wow. That's insane. I mean and it says that this copy was given a nine point four rating out of ten by CGC. Which I never knew. CGC stands for the Certified Guarantee Company. How about that? I wouldn't. I thought it was Comic Grading Company. Anyway, only two other copies have been giving a rating of nine or higher that they they know in existence. That's that's insane. I mean, if I had that comic, uh, I would have sold it. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah, because I mean, it's the first Marvel comics, but I, you know, get a reprint and sell that, get that cool one million, and uh, live life pretty easy. So there's that. And then I looked at the Marvel solicits, and there's a lot of stuff coming out. The new Wolverine starts in February, and uh, written by Benjamin Piercy. I think he had a run on Green Arrow recently when they did Rebirth. I think he was on it for like 40 issues. You will see, good partner. Yeah. I know you said you're two weeks back on books. You will see the uh, they're hammering. No, really? I didn't even, even pun. I didn't even intend that. Pun intended? Not intended? Uh, the, the new Thor Donny Cates look it's in like really? every Marvel yeah wow yeah th- so that's and that's I think that would be an issue when does that come out next month January or January yeah, this is always, Wolverine comes out in February yeah I know they had the Thor uh, solicits here 
and then, and then of course because Wolverine's coming out there doing a, a facsimile of like the first Wolverine issue and then the first Claremont one all that and then uh, I forgot I think we talked about the X-Men Fantastic Four book they're doing it's a four issue miniseries where it's kind of like the battle for Franklin Richards because he is a mutant and I, I think I might pick that up because Chip Zdarsky's writing it and Terry Dotson's doing the art inside end covers wow yeah. how about that so that should be pretty good I'm just going down all the other stuff. A lot of covers. There's, uh, February is the Gwen Stacy variant month, so you'll see all the Marvel books will be like Deadpool and Gwen Stacy, and you know Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane and stuff like that. And yeah, Thor, Thor three is solicited. So Thor, I'm not. I'm definitely gonna pick that up. But I know Nick Klein. Do you know him, the artist? Not ringing a bell. No. Yeah. No. I, I can't see any interior. I see the covers. The covers look cool. Thor looks very galactic. Thor, like it looks very space. He looks Thor. very Roberto Ramos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, if the same guy's doing the... Oh, this says uh, covered by uh, Copiel. But then... Okay. And then they don't want to... Yeah. Copiel's known for a uh, fantastic Thor cover. I yeah. think I have like 10 Thor covers that, that he's, uh, he's autographed. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's a great guy. He doesn't speak much English, but he smiles a lot. Yeah, and that's, hey, yeah that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, he's in real good shape. Did you see this, though? Uh, remember that Force Works comic that was out? It was like West Coast Avengers. It turned into Force Works back in like the 92 or something like that. Sure. Anyway, that, that's coming out. It's called, it's called Force Works 2020. And the team on this, the, 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 the heroes, War Machine, Mockingbird, U.S. Agent, doesn't say who it is, and some girl named Quake. She kind of looks like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that can, I, I would assume, make the ground shake when she punches it. It looks pretty cool. Matt Rosenberg's writing it. Art by Juanan Ramirez. No idea. But I, I'm gonna check that out, but it's only one of three, so I don't, you know, unless I need more books, but that looks pretty good. Then there's a, a Jessica Jones uh, book coming out for it's six issues, but I think it might be the uh, I don't know if you remember that one trade that came out before, like the original graphic novel. Jessica Jones, uh, Kelly Thompson wrote it. I think it's that, but in, in issue form. Like I was looking at the covers here, I'm like, oh, if it is, I, I don't want to get that because I already have that in uh, trade form, so. I don't know if I get that. And then, you know the the star character from Captain Marvel? She's getting yes. her own miniseries for five books, which I'm like, I, Kelly Thompson's writing it, but I'm like, I don't know, that's, that might be a little stretching it there. Yeah, I know Kelly Thompson's writing Deadpool, because the first issue yeah. came out and there was a blank, so my, my shop gave me the blank, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll give it to Lily, and I flipped through, and I was like, uh... <laughs> maybe not. No, the kid, kiddo, maybe, like, no, you know, wasn't, because Kelly Thompson kind of writes a little bit more of, like, the kiddish, but yeah. Deadpool, so how kid can you be Deadpool? So I'm like, uh, let Dad maybe read this one first. She's 15. Yeah. Not like she's 11, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, and it is not like he's not cursing left and right. But it is a little, a little violent sometimes. Yeah, it is the Deadpool. So. Yeah, but I, I'm not get that. I probably have it in my pool books. I was going to read it. And then there's that, that Gwen Stacy uh, miniseries coming out. Which I, I don't know. I might get the first issue, but. And also five issues. We have Gwen, yeah, five issues. Crystal's Cage is writing in Todd Nock doing the art. And then of course there's an Amp Hughes cover that will probably sell like hotcakes. But the regular cover don't look bad either. I don't know how Gwen Stacy, which she's not Spider Gwen in it. So it's like, well, we kind of know what happens. So but that's all I've really yeah. seen for stuff coming out. And then there's a bunch of Marvel trades and stuff. But I only really looked at the Marvel solicits just to see, see what's what and what's coming out. Are you still getting Squirrel Girl? Yeah, and the, the last issue was what? Last this week? Last sometime. Issue f- two or three weeks ago. It's issue fifty. Did you get a chance to read it? No, not yet. Okay, I heard it's. I heard it's great. Lily, really? get, Lily. I mean, I heard a lot of podcasts gushing about it, and I asked Lily about it, and she was over the moon. Oh, uh, Dad, this happened, and 
she survived the bomb and inherits his friend with Galactus and Doctor Doom, which just cracks me up like all the stuff that happened. Yeah, it's kind of like they took everything, like every character that she already interacted with over the 50 some issues, which is crazy. That made the 50 issues, like, what are Marvel books made that far recently? And, uh, you know, they jammed it all in there where she, like, teams up with Galactus and Doctor Doom Craven. So, a lot of stuff is in. So, I'll pro that's probably at the comic shop. We'll pick it up and read it. But, Squirrel Girl did get cancelled, I guess you could say, or it's ending. But I would think they would put her in her book or, or maybe start in her. Obviously, it did good if it went 50 some issues, like money wise, but who knows? Yeah, and it's got really good reviews. And a lot of the people that I talked to, obviously, really like, I mean, Lily likes everything I put in front of her. Yeah. Really. So, she, I mean, she absolutely uh, loves Squirrel Girl. So she's she's reading that. I have her reading Miss Marvel because I kind of just got turned off with it. And so I gave it to her. Yeah, Dad Keith, but she's reading Miles Morales, Spider-Man, a couple of My Little Ponies. She loves Sonic the Hedgehog, so she loves the, you know, how they fix Sonic for the new movie trailer. Yeah. So she's excited about that, and it comes out on Valentine's Day. Oh, does so. it? Well, I think yeah, it does look way better. <laughs> way better. So, and I think Jim Carrey as Eggman looks uh, looks pretty good, too. Yeah, I seen that one picture. I thought it was a joke at first. I mean, this, is a, this is a joke, but it's like, ah, it's real. So, okay. Well, it's going to be over the top. Yeah. So. Now, did you but, see, what uh, book was it? Was it, uh... I think it was Batman and Catwoman. I think that got pushed back to like February or something like that. Did you see that? Really? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Because you know how uh, Tom King was going to stop Batman and then write Batman Catwoman? I think that got pushed back like several months. And also, Harleen issue three got pushed back to like February. I'm like, what? Like, we had one, we had two. Like, what, what's this, the hold up on three? Yeah, I heard three got pushed back because of, uh, and then because I think he wants to go Harleen right into Death Mitchell. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I think he wants, like, okay, just coming off the hot book into his, like, his creator own. Yeah. And, and because his idea is he was supposed to get, I think, two trades out of Death Mitchell or another six to eight issues, and it didn't sell good at all, and then it's been selling really good on, like, on, like the back end, like, use Amazon trade books. So I think, like, that was, like, part of the deal. Like, he'll do Harleen, and he'll get it hot, which he obviously did. And then I think that's what he wants to do. He wants to he wants to do a heart the last issue of Harleen and then have Death Vigil number one come out. Oh, I think okay. that's the, I think that's the gimmick, which to me, from the sales sales idea, that's that makes great sense. Yeah, because all the shops were like, hell, if you like Harleen, you like the guy's art and writing, he has this book coming out. Oh we'll, we'll give it a shot. You know? which I, yeah, which I think Death Vigil, because that's his baby, he's gonna make it better than Harleen. Yeah. Obviously he's gonna put more and he owns it too, so I know he does yeah. it all Harleen. Although Harleen is fantastic. Yeah, I, so. I was getting ready to say there, partner. I was going to say, don't get me wrong, Harleen's an A+. Plus. Yeah. It's like an A++. Plus plus. So, yeah, I, I had the Death Vigil trade. I never, I bought it off of a New York, what, two, three years ago? And I never, I've never read it, just sat there. So, I'll get to it eventually. I actually forgot I even owned it. But I, I heard good things. I mean, his art's fantastic. Stepan yeah. Cedric, and, and his writing is pretty good, too, obviously, in Harleen, so... Yeah, uh, well, to... I mean, I obviously usually get my books before you, so what I'll do is when issue one comes out, I'll let you know how it is, and then you can add it to your pull list, and then obviously read I would read the trade regardless. Yeah. Even if it, even if for some reason the first issue's hot garbage, which I highly doubt it's going to be, yeah. I would read that trade regardless. And I'm looking at it right now because I have the shelf across me. It only looks like it's about five or six issues at the most. It's not a huge trade at all. It's not much. No, no, it's not much. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And his art is just, even if you just bought his stuff to look at his art, you would be highly entertained because it's so good. Yeah, and his writing is really good too. I mean, it's like him and Terry Moore. Those are the those are the guys. Yeah, and there's not many that can do that. Like we were talking about before, only some people can either do one or the other, but not both very good. Yeah, look at Neil Adams, look at Jack Kirby. Those are the, well, in my opinion, one and two are the two best writers. I think it's hardest of all time, and some of their stuff is uh, hit or miss, and more or less, you know, miss. But their art is just like I said. I think they're one and two all time. Yeah.
I have to agree. So I, I just clicked on this thing that said that for the first time ever, I think all six Image Comic owners to, to unite for first time ever joint signing. How about this? So it will be Robert Kirkman, Eric Larson, Tom McFarlane, Mark Silvestri, Stephenson, who I'm not familiar with, and then uh, Jim Valentino will sign together for the first time ever in Vancouver, Washington. That's pretty cool that you're getting all the Image guys together. Yeah, then, oh, here we go. Here's Eric Stephenson. Nowhere Men? I don't know that at all. Yeah, that's weird. Like all the other guys are huge guys, and <laughs> I don't. I've never heard of Eric Stephenson. Wow. Did you see that Tom McFarlane's gonna start doing signings at cons, and private signings? That like as soon as it's like all of them are gonna be CGC. Like you pay, you walk in. Like how many books? They're like uh, three. It's like I, it's like 50, I think it's eighty dollars a piece, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, you have three, so uh, eight, six, uh, two, you owe two hundred forty dollars. So CGC is like every everything there is all CGC. Oh, okay. So he signs it, they take it, they grade it. So if you ever go on his Facebook page, he always does these short video clips. He actually does ones where he does like a quick two minute drop. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've seen that. Yeah, I showed them to Lily when I met him at New York, not this past year, but the year before. I brought that up to him. And then I brought up to him when I met him this year, and he's and uh, he's just, I, he's like he's, he's like oh is she doing any you know is she doing any better with it I said yeah she's doing so good I had her buy her all those expensive markers he's like yeah he's like if you want to get better he's like you need special expensive equipment he's like it get it gets expensive but he did he did the one where he uh, this one he did this past week he explains what he will and he, what he won't sign okay so I was like well it seems pretty you know because I will sign anything that I created even if I didn't do it he goes from he said I will sign anything Venom because he's a co-creator of Venom I'll sign anything Spawn and he's like but I won't sign he goes if you have Amazing Fantasy 50, you know First Appearance of Spider-Man as a cool book and I wrote Spider-Man he goes I had nothing to do with that I won't sign that so I was like because if you have Action Comics number one somehow he had Action Comics number one like grade it uh, and he's just like, that's a great book. I will not sign that. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like, which, like, I, like well, I do own Fantastic Four, number one. I will not sign that. Yeah. So it's all, it was all common sense. But just like the way he like says it. And he's just like, I hope we understand. I don't want to ruin anybody's time. I mean, you met you met Todd at, at, at New York. Yeah. Uh, he's real nice. He's the nicest guy. For a guy who was like an absolute rock star and has a spot movie coming out, I think, next year. Like the guy is an absolute, he's an absolute down-to-earth guy. But what I understand, like his wife, he was started dating when he was like 16, 17. So like he's married like his high school sweetheart. Wow, how about like that? the coolest, coolest guy. Yeah. I think he's kind of spoofing, uh, what's his name? Rob Laffield of what, what I will not sign. Because, <laughs> you know, Rob has all these rules. I won't sign that because they owe me money. And it's like, no, oh, shut up. No, but it was nothing like that. He won't sign anything that he has nothing to do with. Yeah, him. but I, I think he's like, yeah. but spoofing it, like kind of like, <laughs> like who's going to argue with Todd about signing Amazing Fantasy? <laughs> Yeah, it's a large one they get signed anyway, you know, not unless you're getting by Dick or Stan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can get either of them too. But that, that's kind of cool though. So that's, yeah. my comic news is a little light there. Obviously, I didn't read anything. I did I did pick up on eBay. Do you, you remember the book from, oh God, let's see the date on it here. As I get it here. Yeah. Stretch. I hit yeah. stretch. Yeah, I'm a stretch. I got it. Uh, the Great Lakes Avengers. It's only one of four issues. It's and it, you I know how remember that. so it was right around the time when the it, the regular Avengers had disassembled. So this is misassembled because it's all goofy characters. And I wanted to get it because Squirrel Girl's in it, but I did not know this guy wrote it. Don, Dan Slott writes it. And I was like, wow, how about really? that? Yeah, he wrote whole four issues. So I'm like, now I really want to read it. I, I got it. I think it was all four issues for like I don't know, 17 bucks or something like that because Squirrel Girl's in it. And then it was like, 
Mr. Incredible. It's all real goof, goofy knockoff characters, and they're trying to start the Great Lakes Avengers, and none of the major heroes want to join and stuff, but Dan Slott wrote that, and that's kind of crazy. And then what I got that, that, that book that I had to actually get, did I tell you that I opened it up, and the Marvel value stamp thing was cut out of it? You told me that last week. Yeah, yeah, so I got one where it's in. <laughs> I went on eBay. Uh, they told you. Yeah. I either go on eBay or go on Midtown Comics and have a list with it without. Yeah, well, I, I, because I didn't, I didn't even think to ask her to look in it because I did, I totally forgot about it. So now I, I went on eBay and I found one for, uh, I think it was thirty some bucks and I got it. It's in pretty good shape. Probably in a little bit better shape than that one. And then the, the value stamp is in it. But it's like I don't want one where the the stamp is missing. Cause like it's not just cut out. Like the page is sliced and then there's, there's a whole square missing. It's like I don't want this. So that's all I really I got from eBay. And then, of course, I have a ton of books I have to pick up tomorrow. Hey, real quick before we get, uh, I'm going to jump into what I what I read. I was actually doing this before the show, but we'll do it live on air. Uh, you got the new Pokemon game, right? Yes. How is it? I love it. Uh, I, got, I got Shield. There's Sword and Shield, and the only difference is there's a certain number of Pokemon, like let's say 20, that are only in one game and one that are only in the other. So you'd have to trade with somebody that has the other game to get all the Pokemon. You don't really need okay. to get both of them because it's not, you know, it's basically the same game. But it's it's a lot of fun. I think IGN gave it a 9.2 or 3. So, I mean, it's getting great reviews. And it's like, if you like all the other Pokemon games, you just, you know, catch Pokemon, level them up, battle at the gyms, get all your badges, fight your rival. It's it's simple, but it's it's fun. You know, and this one, I think there's 400-some Pokemon in it to cap capture. And you can make a girl, you can make a guy, and then you get to pick your starter Pokemon. Obviously, the new ones. So, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, because Lily, she had three quizzes this past week, and like she stayed up late to study for them. She did. She got. She struggles in math, so she got like a mid eighties in math, which is good for her. And then she got a hundred in her French and a hundred in her English. Wow. Right about my kid on the podcast. Hey, hey French is hard. I'm more impressed that you know you, you do French. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I know is a French toast, French fries, <laughs> French kissing. Hey, oh, hey, no, I, I know frumage is uh, cheese, and that's it. Hey, no. Uh, so. Uh, what I was doing, I was like, I told Amber, I said, you know, it's the weekend, I'm going to go around to some of the red boxes and see if any of them have Pokemon, uh, Sword, or Shield. So I said, this way, I can rent it for her to see if she wants, instead of dropping the 60 bucks for her. This will be a nice little, hey, you did good this week, kiddo. And then none of the red boxes, they don't rent Switch games. Yeah, I was going to say, probably don't because they're small. They're, like, real tiny. So yeah, that's, that's so probably like, uh, So I was like, oh, no Blockbuster, no 48-hour video. No montage video. No. Uh, yeah, you afford people. West montage Coast video. That's what we had yeah. down here. West Coast video. Montage video was great because you would. This is how long ago this was. So we would ride our bikes down there because <laughs> none of us were old enough to drive. I remember I tried to rent Mortal Kombat too when I was too young, and I had, had my uncle rent it. But they had a special. If it wasn't a new release, you can get six. So I would always rent the old wrestling things. So you get six tapes for six dollars for six days. Oh, I'm mad. So yeah, so what I would do in the summertime, I would go rent, I would do the 6, 6, and 6, but, well, the number of the beast, I didn't yeah. mean to do that. <laughs> and then and then I would take my VCR in my bedroom, and I would hook it up to the VCR in my uh, my TV room, and I would just start dubbing. Oh, no, I did. I think, I, I don't think I get arrested for that now. I don't think anybody cares about that now. No. So I would just, yeah, start dubbing all the old... Uh, Survivor Series and Summer Slams and whatnot, and within probably about two or three days, because I only had a paper out in the summertime, so I was done my paper out by like you know 11, 12 o'clock, so I could spend the rest of my days just dubbing, <laughs> dubbing stuff. <laughs> That's so it's funny. Like, yeah, within like the first 
10 or 11 days of summer vacation, I had the entire montage video Coliseum video <laughs> catalog that I've dubbed. That's funny. Now, now who owns them? Oh, man. Yeah, I think they're in my parents' basement somewhere. That's funny. I, I still have a couple old uh, wrestling tapes recorded, and I'm like, why am I even keeping I don't want to own VCR. Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, hey, my back records. It's coming back. All right, so I'm going to run through what I read. Go ahead. Now, before, there's a lot of, like, last-minute, like, last-page spoilers, so I'm pretty sure I know what you're reading, so I'm not going to spoil it. Are you reading Batman? Yes. Okay, this was an A+. Plus. All I'm, like, a lot of these are going to be one sentences, so I don't spoil it. Batman was an A+. Plus. It's the mental breaking of the Batman as somebody in the Bat family dies. Mm. And uh, Tom King uh, is still on it, right? He, he's still on it, yes. Yeah, this was great. You're not reading Tony Stark Iron Man, no, are you? No, no. Uh, B+, where we left off is we're still on the Ultron thing. Tony and Janet go into the microverse to try to cure Tony. And when they get in there, Ultron Hank shows up. And Tony's left with no choice but to bring back the suit that he beat Ultron with, I believe, back in the Busek. Uh, Perez run the Mark II. Ooh, the so, Mark II. Tra- that was a cool That's the old school. Well, the not not the all well, silver one, but the first like if you think seventies Iron Man. Yeah, so I believe that's what it is, and I was like, I think that that that's the reason why they brought it back. But I want to say that Perez and Music were the ones who created Ultron, but I really oh, okay. enjoyed what they're doing there, and it's it's funny because they have like Tony and Janet are dating, and then like Hank, who was married to Janet for like forever and a day. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's Ultron, he created Ultron, but he's the one that's trying to kill Tony. So it's like, oh, the love triangle for 40 years, you know? <laughs> so Dan Slott's doing a really good job there. Star Wars A+. Uh, this chapter comes to a close. This is this is it until, uh, I believe, January. Yeah, until yeah. the movie comes out and then they do whatever they're going to do, which probably is going to be a comic that takes place after the movie, like Star Wars after uh, Episode Nine or a Ray book, or maybe both. <laughs> Yeah, this is for the first. We see for the first time ever Luke and Vader come face to face on Hoth. So I think that was like really, really cool. So nice little touch there. This one was almost my book of the week. Again, I want you're getting King Thor, right? No, actually, I'm, I'm not getting King Thor. Oh so you can, you can... man, okay, A plus. The girls of Thunder go looking for Thor. Okay. Uh, yeah, His and then daughters. obviously they go into the dark multiverse where the god butcher is like galactus like they you go to the last page mm-hmm. and they find out they're in this crazy dark uh dark world dark multiverse and god butcher you know as badass as he was in the jason aaron run and as he still is he's basically like a god now so like he's as big as galactus and oh, that, okay. that's where it ends hmm. Captain Marvel, i actually didn't read the last issue because my shop got two weeks late and i didn't read this issue i was going to read it back to back but obviously uh things with my job are all sorts of crazy which i won't get into ah, maybe i will maybe i won't so i didn't have a chance to read captain marvel but i will read them back to back probably this weekend oh okay captain america back on a good one this is a solid a uh a for me uh john walker who was a former u.s agent and once once uh, one of the people that took up the shield for captain america he gets like a winter soldier mind wipe and starts attacking cap Eventually, Cap and uh, the girls that have been helping him, like White, uh, White Tiger, Spider Woman, they basically kind of try to calm him down, kind of like they did in the Winter Soldier movie, and let him know, like, hey, you're actually with us. So it looks like that they're bringing back John Walker, aka the U.S. agent, to help Cap in his fold. Mm-hmm. And then there's some cool stuff with Wilson Fist that they're doing with this, where they show Wilson Fist walking into a limo on the news. And then it blows up. All of Vince McMahon. Yeah, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. That's well, where that's right. That did happen in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they have two different really good stories there, but they still never paid off the story of Crossbones and Sin, 
going to hunt Captain America and his team. So I was like, I, I don't know what they did with that. Hmm. Well, it makes sense the U.S. agent coming back, though, because like I said, that Force books, first Force workbook hasn't been in, so... There's a character that's been uh, hiding for many years. Well, they might have to be doing that, too, for uh, copyright. Because if you don't use something, the copyright runs up. Like, let's say it's 20 years. So if a character's, like, dormant for 20 years, like, someone else can come in and swoop in and take the copyright if they don't use it. Really? Yeah. That's why. It's, it's, like, on copyrights up, you're going to throw a U.S. agent in there and have him just punch Cap and then Cap punch him back and then they shit him. Yeah, so that's it. As back. long as you, you use the character once or the intellectual property, then you get to keep it copyrighted. But if you don't, then it falls into, like, I guess, what does they call that? Free domain or whatever, and somebody else can go and copyright it. Because they figure, well, you're not using it, obviously, if it's been 20 years. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, five months. It's several years that you're not using something. Like, that's what happened with, um... The Nintendo game, like to make an like an old school regular NES, Nintendo just never res like re up the rights to make that, and that's why there's all the like clone machines that you can buy now. Really? Yeah. How about that? Learn some every day. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright. I mean, the copyright it can get all hard to follow and everything, but for the most, that's the uh, the unabridged uh, copyright how it works. <laughs> how about that? Good stuff. Yeah, so that's... Learn something new every day. Yeah. Avengers, A-. It's a very well-written Starbrand story, but it's only a Starbrand story. Nothing to do with any of the ah. That's why I got an A-. I don't like when they do that, you know? Like, put on the cover, all about Starbrand, you know, like they did years ago. Yeah, I mean, he's, he is on the cover, where they have Starbrand, but it has nothing to do with anything about him. But it's a, it's a cool origin story, but, like, if for some reason you don't get this... Yeah, it's not that big. No, okay. I know you always get Avengers. But yeah. I literally just told you what happened. And you know, yeah, I, I I have a I got them on eBay because I was like, well, remember when they bought Star, Star Brand and uh, Night Mask back in the Avengers? I forget whose run it was uh, Hickman's maybe. Yes. I went on eBay. I was like, oh, Starbrand. I wonder if I can get like the all the old school issues that were the Marvel now. So I got Starbrand like one through twenty five for like seventeen dollars. So I have them all, and they're they're okay. Yeah, he's a uh, I don't know. Uh, that character just doesn't hit with me. So no. I don't know, we'll see Jason. If anybody can do anything with it, it's Jason. Aaron. Yeah, definitely. Amazing Spider-Man A minus. It's just basically the 2099 universe comes to 2019 uh, as Doom rains terror down on, I believe, what is New York City. Mm. My book of the week, and I will not spoil this. I'm pretty sure you're getting it. Absolute carnage. You are getting that, right? Yes. This final is the, issue. I was gonna say a final issue. Yeah, because it's supposed to be four, and then they stretch it out to five. The, it opens up where you get the first ever meeting with Cletus and uh, Eddie Brock, and then you get some really cool stuff with Eddie's kid, and then of course, obviously, a big battle royal with all the Carnages and uh, Wolverine Cap, uh, Venom, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider you know, it's I'm not gonna spoil the ending. The ending, the ending is not Earth Shattering. It's not gonna change the universe forever, but it was just really cool. Ah, that's cool. I, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I mean, the book so far, every issue I've read was really good. That's it, sir. That's what I read for this past uh, past week. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that came out. So, I know I'm going to have a ton when I pick my books up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what, what can you do? When you live far away from the comic store, that happens. I've been cutting down my books regardless. I try to, if I can try to get like 10 or 11, so maybe I can read 5 on Wednesday and 5 on Thursday, you know, and then maybe if I have one or two left over before I do the podcast on Friday, that's what I try to do. But yeah, I get to what I, I get doing. to, and that's it. So, that's, uh, that's what I try to do, but I can't control what comes out when. But it's gonna be nice next year when DC's only doing one ship, yes. one shipping. Yeah, definitely. It's like oh, only, only one issue, like Wonder Woman, and one issue of Batman per month. So I'll be much happier then. 
Yeah, so that's a. Uh, oh, let's see. I did get Flash was pretty good this week. I did not watch Arrow. They basically did almost like a James Bond thing where Ralph and Barry go to uh, this underground casino, and they kept. And it's funny because like they were dressed like James Bond, and when they asked Barry what his name was, he goes Alan. <laughs> That's funny. So it was basically like a team up of yeah. the two of them, and they, like they, the place they went to it, it had uh, dampering powers. So it was like you'd see like uh, Barry and Ralph like boxing, which I thought was cool. So it was, like it was like a team up with the two of them without their powers, and then Flash comes out and he basically tells everybody at Star City that uh, the new pro- uh, the new protector of I'm uh, not Star City of um, Coast City, uh, not Coast City, Keystone. Um, Keystone, Keystone. Yeah. Keystone City is going to be the elongated man, Ooh. and then Flash leaves, and the elongated man's like, "Oh, um, we're going to give the Medal of Honor to Barry Allen." <laughs> so obviously, he left his Flash and he came back. So it was a nice, cool, touching episode. As again, they're that they're trying to figure out now. The episode last, uh, two weeks ago it ended with Nash Wells, aka Indiana Jones Wells, saying, "I know how to save Barry Allen." And then basically they do nothing with him where he's just kind of still like chipping away at this rock trying to get into the place where the monitor is hiding. So oh. I'm like, oh man, that was like a cliffhanger and he didn't pay it off. Yeah. Yeah. So Arrow, I didn't get to watch the first five or ten minutes because that seems more like you're going geared towards Christ on Infinite Earths because that's only going to be eight episodes and the crisis starts, I believe, December 7th, December oh. 8th. Yeah. Oh, let's see, Walking Dead. It's getting a little better. Obviously, I'm not even explaining to you because you don't you don't watch it. So I have no I idea what's going on anyway. Yeah, I watched two episodes. They kind of hint where Eugene is using a ham radio, talking to somebody, and I think the other person on the other end is going to be somebody that's either going to be a major player that was a major player a couple seasons ago, just to spike interest up. That's just my idea. Oh, let's see, there's something else that I watched comic book that I thought was good. Supergirl's okay. Oh, that that one's still been great. That that that's been excellent. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a, a second of that, but I would, I would like to watch it. You, you yeah, know what? I, I did. I did watch. If you're, not to cut you off, but um, uh, on Netflix there's DC Superhero Girls. You know the the cartoon or the the comic. Well, now there's a, a cartoon of it, and it's very much like um, Powerpuff Girls, where the episodes are only 10, 10 to eleven minutes long, so they're real quick. I watched like nine episodes of it. It's really good, and it's mainly like Batgirl's like the main hero and she's real wacky and goofy and then wonder woman is like the older teenage girl that comes to high school and she's like the uh the exchange student that doesn't know how anything works in the real world so it, it's pretty wacky and then uh, santana's there and then uh, who else so uh, supergirl is, is supergirl is the metal chick and she's like a tomboy but she's like she plays guitar and everything and that's that's pretty cool they made her metal and then there's um jessica cruz green lantern and she's like the hippie chick and then there's bumblebee who's basically a wasp and she's, like, afraid of everything. So the show ain't bad, actually. I was watching, like, this is pretty good. It's very much like Powerpuff Girls or, like, uh, real quick episodes. kind of like uh, Adventure Time where it's only 12, uh, 12, epi- or 12 issues or 12, yeah, 12 minutes at the most. But it was a fun, fun watch. So DC Superhero Girls on Netflix, if you have any time, check it out. There you go. Yeah, when you get a chance to have to check out Batwoman, I think you see it on the CW app. I think so, yeah. And I, I looked I, for a CW app to see if it was on PlayStation, so I could watch it on my TV. And PlayStation is real weird with, like, like let's say the CW only streams on their website, then the website won't work because they're brow- you can only use the PlayStation browser, and it doesn't have the video upgrades, like Flash players, to watch all that stuff. And I think they do that on purpose, so that way you would go buy the apps. But I'm like, well, there's no app. I can't even buy the app because it doesn't exist on PlayStation, so... I don't like how they do that. That's one of the downfalls about the PlayStation is the, the only being able to use their browser. Yeah, I tried to do that with 
ROH World because for some reason I can only download the app on my phone. I can't download on my iPad because my iPad's from like four years ago. Yeah. I really only use it for YouTube and for Marvel Unlimited, so I'm not going to buy a $600 iPad. No. So I th- so yeah, so I thought I'd try to use the browser just to, so I can use the Honor Club and yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. That was, I know some... Uh, Xbox One you can like my friend watches New Japan World on the Xbox One browser like I tried to do it on the PlayStation thing and it's like no this the video file does not work I'm like what why why do this it's not like I'm, I'm stealing getting illegal videos like I'm paying for the service and I can't even watch the service and I would download an app but there isn't an app so it's like uh, it's a little frustrating on PlayStation because like a lot of times like I, I watch on my computer but I'd much rather watch on my TV and sit on the couch sounds like it's hurting your feelings yes a little bit <laughs> Speaking of hurting feelings, let's segue to NWA Power. Yeah, how about I heard, it? I, I heard this went down for a few hours. You get a chance to watch it. Yeah, I did. I, I, I watched it way after it went down because of the Jim Cornette line that he he uh, resigned and all that. And maybe it wasn't the best line to say. I don't, not to get too into it, but I don't think he meant it to be racist, but it came off. And probably not the best line. Why wasn't it out? Who knows? But I hope it doesn't take away from NWA. Because it, it, it's it's a really good show. I thought this episode was really good. But real quick, who do you think they're going to get to replace Jim Cornette in commentary? I don't know, but I'll say this. I know you're, you're not on Twitter, but like 24 hours after he made the remark on Twitter, people pulled clips of him doing commentary in NWA, WCW, and uh, WWF. Yeah. Of him saying the exact same line. Oh, but it's, that's like one of his go-to lines then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was like a 94 job match with Bob Bath with some tag <laughs> match in like the NWA. But might have been, I don't know, maybe, I know there was like a, a Bob Baffin match on there. And then I was listening to Meltzer talk about, he said, he did say this a whole bunch, the go-to line, that was okay then, it's not okay now. Wait, yeah. But I'm he, like, yeah, I get it. Like, the Roddy Piper stuff, and he went, obviously, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. The Roddy Piper stuff that he was using to get to get the feud over with Mr. T, I mean, that stuff, like, he yeah. arrested for that stuff now. And just think of all the stuff they used to say about Tito Santana, like, especially Jesse Ventura, yeah. you know, <laughs> like... Yeah, so, it's a different time. Yeah, different world. Like I, I, I said it to someone, it's not like your your old grandfather would say, who he doesn't know it's bad, you know? Like, if you listen to Jim Cornette's podcast, he's a very liberal guy, so I, I don't think he's a racist guy, but, yeah, probably not the line to say. But, like, why wasn't it edited out? But I heard, like, a they have a small team of people editing, producing. It's basically just Billy Corgan, Dave Lagana. I know Joel Cephas does a lot behind the scenes and, like, one or other person. So maybe they just, they just didn't get to it because they don't have enough time to go back and watch every little thing and nitpick it so who knows but anyway getting to, to the show itself was was very good end of power like i say it's it's an hour to watch it's easy it starts up with the first matches nick aldis versus trevor murdoch not bad and nick aldis said you know what you're a good wrestler but i'm not gonna put the title on the line <laughs> he, he was kind of left-handedly saying he doesn't deserve a title shot but like he's like compliment him but tell him he doesn't deserve the title shot so it wasn't a bad match nick aldis obviously wins and he wins with a... I don't know if this is a finisher all the time. Is it a Texas Cloverleaf? Is it? I haven't yeah. seen many Nick Aldis matches. I've seen... Cause I didn't, uh, his whole NWA or TNA run I have not seen. Yeah, Texas Cloverleaf and the uh, TKO. Oh, okay. Finishes. Yeah, so he did the uh, the Cloverleaf and Murdoch taps out. And then the, the Rock and Roll Express came and they're in their gear now. And they said that they have a title shot and they're going to be the nine-time tag team champions. And spoilers, they, they win the belts then. But, uh, yes! <laughs> then uh, they leave. Wildcard comes out. And they're kind of promo, and then it's like Kingston Homicide, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, let's see, then the next match is the, the question mark. Who's the most over guy? Because they did say, like, when you watch these NWA tapings, there's one guy that gets over that you would never think would get over. So the question mark, it's it's clearly Joe Cephas. But it's one of them gimmicks kind of like Midnight Rider or uh, the Black Scorpion where you know exactly who it is. But that's kind of the whole joke of it. Like, it's, who's this guy who's 
a wacky 80s gimmick who was so over the top but rolling in the jokes we all know it and he just does karate <laughs> so he wrestles Ricky Starks and it's, it's back and forth the match isn't bad at all it's, it's very entertaining but then uh, the former Damon Sando runs in to attack him and then it kind of sets up a tag match that happens later in the show but it's cool because the crowd hates uh, Sandow who's now Aaron Stevens so they're booing him and then the question mark just raises his hand like yay so boo yay boo and they keep doing that so obviously they know question mark is over they just went with it which is a smart thing to do rather than just say oh he's a bad guy but everyone's cheering him so then it was uh, Allison Kay and Ashley Vox versus Marty Bell and Thunder Rosa I, I really like Thunder Rosa I haven't seen that much of her and they, the, the episode before Thunder Rosa got Marty Bell to turn on her friend Allison K. So they're kind of building up where Thunder Rosa wants the title shot at Allison she K. She just had an, an, an MMA yeah. fight somewhere uh, around here, between, somewhere between me and you, I think. Really? Wow, I know she did the MMA. I didn't know where it was. I think she lost, but they said it wasn't wasn't a bad loss. She, like, she totally didn't get her ass kicked. She, like She put up a good fight. But good for her. But I, I'm not that familiar with her, but she, she does come off like a... Kind of like the, the badass, like comment, almost like a little bit supernatural badass because she does the day of the day makeup and everything. But um, she and Marty Bell won that match. I think she did a double snob off the top, yeah, to Melina, uh, to uh, Kay. And then Melina comes out, and Melina kind of has a group with Thunder Rose and Marty Bell now, so I don't know. Didn't say what it was at all. And then they had a tag match. It was Ricky Starks and Cole Cabana versus the former Damien Sandow and Stevens and the question mark. And the whole match are just chanting for question mark. He's so over. Like, they, they should have question mark team over Cole Cabana. But the match was pretty good. And then Aaron Stevens and the question mark wins when uh, question mark hits like he does like that main throat chop, but he like now oh, this says karate. It's real over the top. And then uh, Aaron Stevens is like tag me in, tag me in, tag me in, and, and like he like tags him in and just he makes the quick pin like boo. And then he's quick doing the the yeah and boo. And then the uh, question mark goes over to the podium. And Stevens is like oh we're the best blah blah blah. We do it with the power of karate. And then question mark just goes karate and the crowd ate it up. <laughs> and the crowd was so into him the Eli Drake comes out to cut a promo. And they just chant question mark the whole time at Eli Drake. And they did that because Eli Drake is, is, is going to get, wants a title shot at him. Uh, all this, so. But it, it ended with the question mark just doing that thing. And then, uh, uh, not Tim Storm, but James Storm comes out. And he's supposed to do some kind of promo. But then Camille comes out and they're doing the whole thing where Camille is not talking. That's uh, Nick Aldis' manager. And she says something to... James Storm, and he's like, oh, I know, I said, sorry about your damn luck, and that's kind of how the show ends, but it was a, a very good episode this week. And the question mark is the guy, the, the new baby face in all of wrestling. The, the new big over guy. Yes, and there's already a t-shirt on NWA where he's holding up his hand saying, karate, and the, the, it's like, hey, 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 so. That's him. Yeah, so good, good for the NWA, so even though with the, the negative stuff with Jim Cornette, you still had a, a lot of positive stuff here, too. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. I think Cornette, I mean, like, I don't want to get too into it. Cornette's a very smart guy. It, just, it, it is what it is. You know, hopefully they bring him back to the fold. You tell me he's fantastic in a comedy. Yes, he is. I mean, even outside from what is his controversial comments, Cornette is very good at commentary, especially the NWA he fits in and everything. But, like, I don't know who they're going to get. A lot of people say David Marquez because he's, like, the interview guy. So that... I don't know if he does commentary too. I mean, you would think he would, he would, but I would think they would get somebody else. Maybe uh, someone said Scott Hudson. I was like, that'd be a good get. I don't what think about Joey Styles. Yeah, Joey Styles would be great. I don't know if they'll get Joey Styles. I don't know if he wants to do wrestling anymore. But I mean, there's not many big name commentary people that aren't working right now. Yeah, I think Styles works in Atlanta. I think he took a corporate job. Really? Wow. Hey, that's what they, they film. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Joey Styles in NWA. Look at that. There's my call. So yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah, happen. maybe hey, Taz, because yeah, they have uh, Joe Golly. He's like their 
their straight play-by-play -play man who was just like, you know, tells it like it is and doesn't make any jokes, whereas Cornette more, was more the color guy. So, we'll see. Because they got that pay-per-view coming up on December 14th. Into the fire. Yeah, into the, I want to get it, but I'm actually at a show that day, so I guess I, I won't get it because I won't be able to watch it. <laughs> I will be at the, uh, and I'll touch more on base on this as it gets closer, but I will be back in Bristol, Pennsylvania for the Adam Shelley seminar. Oh, yeah. When I come home now, I should be home around six or seven in the afternoon. But there's a loaded UFC show. So oh, really? I'm watch that. Wow. Yeah, I'll see it happens. Yeah. But Impact was really good again. It opened up with a four-way tag for the number one contenders. It was Reno Scum versus the Heater Brothers versus uh, uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. The Rascals versus the Desi Hit, uh, hit Squad. So you know who was going to win. The uh, Rascals won. So now the Trey Miguel, because the Rascals are a three group. It's Trey, Des, and uh, Zach. Uh, Zachary Wentz. So Zachary Wentz two weeks ago won a multi-man match for the number one contender for the X division. Okay. And now the tag parts, the tag parts. So now I, don't, I guess it's probably going to have to be a hard to kill, which is the next pay-per-view. It's going to be all the uh, all the rascal guys are going to be getting title shots. So I think that's pretty cool. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see what happens there. Is that they further the storyline with Jordan Grace and Ty Valkyrie? They just keep, uh, you know, plugging that in, which is fine. By Jordan Grace, I'm mean, not fine. It's actually really good. Jordan Grace is an excellent. Ty Valkyrie is the longest reigning champion in the history of that company. So I really like what they're going with there, and I'm excited to see. I mean, they're probably the blow, the blow off of the paper as well as they should. And then they did a segment where Johnny Swinger wrestled like some jobber guy. He beat him in like three minutes, and then Ken Shamrock came out because uh, last week he. Uh, Defecating Shamrock's back. And he said, That's a great rib, brother. Something that a Harley Race would do. Shamrock came out and just, like, beat him up. So I guess they're building to a Johnny Swinger Ken Shamrock match, which, as long as it goes like three or four minutes, which is Shamrock's squashing, it's fine. Swinger's, Swinger's just doing like the old school stuff where he comes out with the, the tight span deck and he has all the icy hot and uh, all the, <laughs> the baby oil on him. Oh, and and Callus puts it over. It's and is that still Johnny Swinger from, he was at the NDCW there, Simon that's and Swinger? Him, wow. How about that? Good for him still working. Yeah, he beat him with the swinging neck breaker. <laughs> yeah, well, well they, they had a funny name for that. It wasn't like the... Oh, I forget. Swing thing. Yeah, swing thing. There you go. <laughs> and he hits him with it. And I don't think Cal's called the swing thing. I just remembered. He goes, what an innovation. I've never seen that move before. <laughs> I've never seen him while I was commentating ECW at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's it's, funny. It's great having Cal. Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews is really good. But the main event was the six-way gauntlet match that went like a little over an hour. Really? So it started out with Moose and Daga, and Moose is really, really good. He's really coming to his own uh, impact. Like, I'm really impressed with them. So Moose wins that, and then Rich Swan comes out. And Rich Swan and Moose have, like, the most incredible match that you like, that, or not that you've ever seen, but just, like, you have an expectation for something. Like, wow, Moose is really impressing me. And like, all right, Rich Swan's really good. This should be really good. And they blow it out of the water. Man, Rich Swan. Maybe that's the guy they built him up, because he pinned Callahan uh, on the second uh, TV taping on okay. that street fight, so I'm like maybe that's the guy they're going to be going with after the test. After you know, after this, uh, this thing's all done. So then the next guy comes out is Elgin. You know they're going to have a great match with Elgin. They they really blow it out of the water. Elgin hits a half and half suplex onto the onto the apron, like Ooh. just the control, like Germans this or that. I don't know what happens, but Swan starts like coughing up blood. I don't know if he bit his tongue or if he uh, if it was his lip. But like it looked like it was like chunky, oh. almost like pieces of like tomato. Oh, like, I don't know if like something. I mean, I, I don't. He would have been able to doing because then he was doing like four fifties and stuff like that. He would have been able to do that if he was really internally bleeding. So maybe it was his it was his lip or his tongue. I mean, I was even thinking maybe it was a blood capsule. I don't know. But then so Elgin's is hitting with everything, and Elgin couldn't put him down, so he pushes the ref. You know, he gets frustrated and he hits the ref, so he gets disqualified. 
and then he beats him up some more, then Brian Cage comes down, and Cage is supposed to be the big baby face, he's telling Rich, stay down, I don't want to beat you up, I don't want to beat you up, and then they go a good seven or eight minutes, and the only thing I like about this is Swan hits like a shooting star press in a 450, mm-hmm. and instead of like holding his stomach, because he's supposed to be eternally bleeding as they announce he's putting over, he goes right for the pin, he goes right for the next move, <laughs> oh man, he could have... Like then he like he's, he gets like that spinning kick which was his finish in WWE okay. on Brian Cage and then he goes to the top rope but he doesn't like how like Eddie Guerrero would take his time going to the top rope selling like oh he needs to get up there he like jumps right up like oh if he would have just milked it a little bit more they would have got the crowd more and then eventually Cage pins him with a power bomb and it comes down to Cage and Tessa Blanchard Blanchard and they blow it out of the water hmm. they go back and forth Cage gets his mouth busted, busted open. And they made it look, now I knew who won because I saw the spoilers a couple weeks ago, I know Tessa wins the gauntlet. I'm like, how are they going to make this look real? Because, like, Cage's got, like, 200 pounds on Yeah, him. yeah. And they make it look, I, that's one thing that, that separates Tessa Blanch than any female in wrestling today, is she can go at it with a guy, get the guy over and make it look legit, not, not make the guy look good. And they had a hell of, like, seven, eight minutes. So oh, Tessa wow. uh, goes, yeah, Tessa goes over with, like, a flash pin. And then uh, it sets up Tess and Sammy at the next paper. Yeah, so which, which I, I, I think she's gonna win it. I don't know. Sammy just got the belt. Yeah, I know, but this is like, well, he didn't he have, did he have it, and lose it, and then win it back? No. Oh, okay. Because he when did they have the match before for the title? When was that a couple two three months ago? They had it. They had at the pay per view. I forget which what it was called. Was that Bound for Glory? They had a Bound for Glory, Cage won, and then that's when he they did the, all the bumpjack spots. Okay. Cage won, and then at the first taping for Impact, they did it in the cage, and that's when Sammy won the belt. Oh, okay. Because I know, I know yeah. him and Tessa had that, they made event at that one pay-per-view. That was the anniversary show where they made event and it wasn't for the title, which I thought was oh. wild. Like you, you have Rich Swan was the ex-division champion at the time, Ryan Cage and Elgin. I want to say was like the co-main event. I'm like, wow, I figured that would go on last. Cage is their guy. Elgin's Elgin. Yeah. But they made a they made event slam of OC with a special singles match with Tessa and Callahan. It was the best match on the show. Yeah. But man, they really gambled and it really it it, it really uh, really paid off. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I I think she's gonna win it. I mean, that'd be awesome to have her be the first female heavyweight champion or whatever. I wonder how yeah. TNA world or Impact world champion. Sorry. So I don't know. We'll see. Should be good though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're quite. You think she's gonna win? I think Callahan's gonna win, and that's what's great because we don't know who's gonna win. Yeah. So, all right, my man. I know we're we got we gotta get to the Wednesday Night Wars top five, and we gotta do the NXT Survivor Series. So I think we're running along again. So let's let's go through the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, let's go through that. Real quick, I, I I seen the the hour edited show of uh, NXT, so I'll go with that real quick. The, obviously, the tag match was the highlight. That's probably the match of the whole week. Uh, Revival versus uh, Red Dragon. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. That was awesome. And then I seen the opening thing because it was about Becky versus Rhea, Rhea Ripley. But mine, I don't know if they edited it down. It seemed awful quick. So I don't know if you've seen that. Was it? Was it? It seemed like it was less than five minutes. Uh, I think it went about eight or nine. Okay. The run, so they might have edited a couple things. Yeah, out. Which, I, which I hate that. So don't edit the matches. You want to like a whole match out? Like maybe it's a lesser match. Okay, but don't edit the matches down. But I, I liked it. But there was a stupid non-finish, and then it led right into Ricochet versus Matt Riddle, which is really good. But Matt Riddle won that one, right? That came into a, a big yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that, Riddle won with a flash pin, and everybody came in. Like yeah. Moore came in and got the big. Like, everybody got these like, crazy flash pop. Oh yeah, I forgot that he was in NXT. Yeah. I forgot that Ricochet was in NXT. Yeah, Cla- like, Claudio. You know, yeah, Claudio was in NXT. Yeah. So that was cool. And then I seen the the main event. I seen part of Adam Cole versus Dijak, and I fell asleep. I know Adam Cole won. 
And what was the, um, yeah. I seen the, the deal where, where the women, I forget what match it was, and then like Io Shirai and Kyrie Zane had the face off, and like Car yeah, Carmella came out first. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I want to see that. I forget what match that even was, that was. But it might have been the women's match. Was it? Was that at the end of no, that game? No, Tegan Knox wrestled. Who did Tegan Knox wrestle? Uh, Kelly, Priscilla Kelly, uh, the uh, the Katie Lee, uh, sorry not Katie. Yeah, not Priscilla yeah. Kelly. Yeah, she, she's a different one. Uh, Katie, Katie Lee Ray, that's right. Katie Lee Ray. Yeah, yeah I, I did see that match. Yeah. And that, that match was all right. No, it was, it was okay. Dakota Kai versus Kaylee Ray. That's right. I, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Dakota Kai. Yeah, yeah. Dakota Kai did a bunch of spots. Yeah, she hit that that kick out on the outside. It looked really good. Yeah, that looked brutal. And it's like, what, where's where's Tony Storm at? She hurt. She must be, because I haven't seen her on anything. She hasn't been on since she lost the belt to Kaylee Ray, and that was, I don't know, two, three months ago? It was back in the summer. Yeah, and they said she yeah. was going to come on and go to regular NXT, but she has not been anywhere yet. And It's not like I they have any mystery women coming. Because that was the same Saturday that, yeah, it was Labor Day weekend, because Amber's uncle has a cookout. So that was the same day as college football was starting. There was NXT UK, which was that's when that match happened, and that was also the Walter Tyler Bate match. Yes. And at night was the uh, AEW show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's a, she must be hurt or something. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I think I can think of. Yeah. Mm, who knows? Anyway, but NXT was 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 really good. How was the ladder match? Because I really didn't get to see the ladder match. The women's one was a little better. This one was short. I mean, it was good. They did Adam Cole took a choke slam off a ladder through a ladder. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a bunch of cool spots. It was good. You know, it was just, I, I think it's the fact that you had back-to-back -back ladder matches. Yeah, so you're like, uh, so, and I know Adam Cole won. So he, yeah, well, he, won. they get the, the pick, because the, the, like how the, how the horseman used to always win the corn toss to get the pick. So that's kind of cool. And then I, I know Seth came out, what, Drew McIntyre came out first or something like that? Yeah, and then him and Keith Lee did something, and then Keith Lee did a dive. And then yeah, then Seth Rollins came out and got booed out of the building. Yeah, I can I can imagine that's like like CM Punk said because of his uh, Twitter stuff, you know, and it's just his his promos are just he comes off very annoying and uh, abrasive, and, and you know that's partially because they're writing every single word down for him and not letting him talk himself. So, but anyway, yeah. the NXT was was what I seen I thought was very good and it won in the ratings. It got what nine hundred thousand, whereas AW was eight hundred thousand some. Yeah, won for the first time. So here we go. Now we're getting a little back and forth. Yeah, this is, this is great. You know, this is great. Yeah, that's I mean, what we want to see. Yeah, that's what makes it better when they're trying when they're both trying to win and both trying to get the ratings. Like some people said, oh, it's because they sent all the WWE people. And like, maybe, but hey, we'll see next week. You know. Still, the best show, the best match was the revival. Yeah, not by far. But I, well, I wouldn't even say by far because I mean it was a great match. Don't get me wrong, but the opener for AEW was was hot. Yeah, Nick Jackson versus Phoenix. The only yeah. qualm I would say that maybe if, if someone said, "Oh, it's a little spotty," which I'd be like, "Oh, okay," but that's kind of you know what you're getting when you're getting these two. Yeah, I and, thought that. I thought it was great, and I mean. I know you don't want to see it, but I think somewhere down the line we're going to lead to another. It's got to happen. They're going to lead to a Young Bucks Lucha Brothers match. But I think it's going to be when one of those one of those teams gets the gets the well, straps. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I can see that for the tag belts. It will happen eventually. It's cool that they're keeping them apart though for now, and I like how they're giving uh, the tag wrestlers singles matches, kind of like they did in the NWA back in the day. Ricky Morton would go after the title, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, like, that's cool. Or Hawker Animal. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? 
So, and then, and then and the wait, you, you figure that's where they're going to when Scorpio Sky pinned Jericho. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, hey, w- w- that really elevated Scorpio Sky in that promo. We'll just go right to that. That was great. <laughs> the whole, uh, what's her name, Melody Parker, is <laughs> my crush from high school. I'm going to go out on a date with her this week. And Jericho's like, I've seen Melody. She gained a lot of weight since high school. <laughs> that's yeah, hilarious. And then, yeah, not only that, but then it was just like when he said he's going on a date, he got a huge pop, and I think they were chanting like Melody. Yeah, they were chanting the day. But it's funny because remember when Jericho won the belt against Paige and he did that backstage skit and he goes, yeah, Scorpio Sky, you're never going to shot at this. Yeah. I don't know if that was planned or it was just like, you know, just psychology for the sake of psychology. I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Maybe, you know, just, I'm sure Jericho said, hey, I want to work with this guy, this guy, this guy. So, yeah, and who knows? But that, that is pretty cool that it comes out that way. But that, that promo was great. And then the, the reverse psychology is like, Jericho, I don't, I don't deserve a title shot. You know, oh, you don't deserve a title shot. You don't want a title shot. No, I don't want a title shot. Well, you know what? You're getting a title shot. No, I don't think you should. <laughs> You're getting it. We shook hands. It's official. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that was great. Yeah, great promo there. Billy Gunn? Billy oh. Gunn was on the TV? Yeah, Billy Gunn. He still looks really good. I mean, he, he looks almost too good because, like, he towers over everybody in the roster. Because AEW, I mean, the roster is a little bit smaller. You know, they're all kind of our size. So Billy Gunn looked like he was a giant in that match. And the, the Battle Royale I thought was okay. You know what I didn't like about it? was Instead of, like, guys in the corner punching each other or chopping, they were kind of just all selling. And then whatever was happening in the middle of the would be happening. I'm like, oh, at least do something. The best was uh, Orange Cassidy just sitting in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, he's the man. And he kind of figured you're looking at, like, who's going to come down? And he kind of figured it would be MJF. Yeah. Uh, and hang it. Yeah, which, you know, when you look at everyone that was in there. And then I would think, you know, let's say Cody has to be the presenter of the ring. And then, obviously, he has to give it to MJF. He doesn't want it. And then that flips that whole storyline. Yeah, I think MJF wins again. And this is where they keep making, like, Hangman come so close every time. Yeah. And they had the thing on where he quit the elite on being the elite. And they said, I just got to go on my own. He's like, we're still friends, but I got to be my own. So I'm sure that they'll have a story for Hangman. But I don't Very enjoyable. And then there was the, the tag match with Private Party and, and uh, the former LAX Power and Powerful. But I, I just, I don't like LAX. Like, they're good wrestlers, but I just hate ghetto gimmicks. Like, the thug gimmick. And I, I was zoning out. I heard the match was good, but not not as good as some people thought. I like Private Party, but I don't know. That Power and Powerful just makes me zone out. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's one of the many things you disagree on. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. I mean, they're not bad wrestlers, though. I just, like, like the Usos, like, I hate when they do the ghetto, like, like oh, don't do that. <laughs> How about when, like, he and Homicide are doing Ring of Honor? Because I think they, they did, like, a different one. Yeah. yeah while, I, right? I kind of like, yeah, I kind of liked it more there. I, I don't know. Just the way it comes off when, uh. AW, I'm just not, I'm not into it. And then especially with the Usos, Usos is just annoying to me. I mean, they're not bad uh, wrestlers yeah, at all. I love the Usos. Yeah. One of the better tag teams. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, they're good in the ring. Just, they just when they talk, I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. But anyway, so I, that's why I kind of zoned out of that tag match. But I mean, it was cool that they did the whole thing for Matt Travis. And they had a shirt and everything for him. And then Excalibur was explaining how they were all connected. Because, you know, WWE didn't do anything for him. So that, that was pretty cool. And then I was thinking, what else was there? The main event, well, um, uh, Darby Allen versus John Moxley. I thought that was great. Before we get to that, I, real quick, how about the Kenny Omega segment where he's trying to bench press uh, <laughs> yeah. 10 pounds? Yeah. Michael Nakazawa. Amber happened to walk in the room, and she's like, how come we can't bench that? And I'm like, oh, he's hurt from that crazy match I was talking about. But he puts 10 pounds on the other side. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to sell it, but there's too much weight on that other side. And then he does it. Tips over. I'm glad that they sold that. Yeah. Oh, I got two, two plates on one side and only one on the other. <laughs> yeah. They did do that. I was like, what? <laughs> so, and then Kenny's like... It says that his whole downhill thing has been caused because of his loss to Pac, so that leads into their match next week. So it's pretty cool how AEW builds the matches next week rather than just, here's a match cold, you know? Yeah, I'm a big fan of that, especially like they're building up that this is like a big show because it's the day before Thanksgiving, all of Starcade, 
and Survivor Series, and it's the first, you know, they're coming off their first loss in Chicago, so it's just like, and I don't think Amber, Amber shows will not be on, because all the shows we watched last week, they were all Thanksgiving-style shows, so oh, okay. they're going to be preempted this week, so I'll probably be watching AEW, and I don't have work the next day, because I'll be off for Thanksgiving, so I'll probably stay up and watch, uh, watch people watch both shows, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the same, same here, I'm, I'll be off because Thanksgiving, so watch AEW, then try to watch NXT. But I think it goes up on on Hulu like at midnight. I'm not sure. I know the network is a full 24 hours, but you can watch the hoop that the hour version on Hulu. I believe at midnight. Yeah, but that main event, man, that Darby Allen between what they do with his entrance and his video and his skateboard, that he, he did the whole body bag thing, and then his match with Jericho a couple of weeks, you know, about a month or so ago, and then this match at Darby Allen is a star. I mean, they're paying yeah. the crowd. There's a bunch of people that got their face painted up like them. I mean, that guy is a star. Yeah, I mean, if they don't have merch room. They better get that out <laughs> now because he, he has he has a good look. I mean, even though he's smaller, it's still believable because he's like the the you know the daredevil, so to speak, of just doing crazy stuff. But yeah, he's he's doing really good. And that, that this match was very good, especially when he did the coffin drop and uh, Moxie gets him in the choke and everything. And then that was great. He, right off the bat, he does that where the cameras on Moxie. He just does that suicide dive, which is like whoop right into him. And then uh, did you notice. Did you notice Moxie's shoulders are getting bigger? Yeah. Like, he's really, really, I mean, he's, he's, he's really getting more jacked. Yeah, he, he looks huge. And then, especially against uh, Darby Allen, who's much smaller, he looks huge. But then he did that for the finish, that paradigm shift slash Death Rider off the second rope. That looked insane. I was like, oh, yeah. man. Don't kick out of that, please. That, that looked awesome. If he does that more, it's like, wow. I, I can't, I don't know where they're going to go with him, like, because obviously they're going to push him towards the world title, but they have him versus Jericho? Like, because it would be two heels, basically. I, I don't know. No, Moxie's a face. He's crazy mm-hmm. over. He comes through the crowd. That place goes bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, like, with the same thing, like, uh, Darby's a face, too. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I guess you could say maybe tweener for Moxie. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I think that's where they go. And then, obviously, Jericho. I mean, I, Jericho's going to have that belt for Cole Jr. You know, until they build Kenny back up. Yeah, I think I think Jericho won't lose that till at least the summer. I mean, probably all in, yeah. all in, all out, what it's ever going to be called. Yeah, the, the Labor Day show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, but, oh, no, good show, but if you had to give a winner, who won? Who won it's it's tough. A lot of people said like the the better show overall was AEW, even though NXT had the the better match. I don't know. I think I'm, you think it may be NXT just because the all the other people come in and the surprises from Raw and SmackDown side. So I think I would lean, lean a little bit toward NXT being the better show this week. I would go NXT. I think last week I had a draw. Every week it's been close. I would say NXT just for two reasons: just how good that tag match was. And the stare off with EO and Carmen. Oh, yeah, and that was great. Hopefully, hopefully it gets paid off in Survivor Series, so we'll see. <laughs> and when EO first came out, like she, or not EO, uh, Kyrie Zane first came out, she had the red shirt and red hat on. I was like, Nikki Bella? That's like, what I thought, too. Because <laughs> the way she was wearing the hat backwards, I was like, what's Nikki Bella doing there? So, I guess she was cosplaying as Nikki Bella. <laughs> you weren't the only one. All right, sir, let's uh, top five. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'm going to go first. Mine's a little... Uh, Makes it makes it think a little bit because it, it's it's wait wait here so um, give me top five things you would like to be seen made into a pop and I know there's all kinds of pop funkos so if you want me to go first I can go first no you like like can I say Kodobushi you can say yeah you could say a whole uh, company or uh, f- f- franchise oh, our okay. person our person you can say per- either either you no, want so if you if let's say there was no uh, Batman pops you could say Batman or you could say DC whatever you want to say like how they just came out with office pops that's what I want yes okay, this is easy I'm gonna say the All Japan King Road I'm gonna Ooh, say here you go and I'm gonna give and I'm gonna give you, you said, I'm gonna give you five right off the bat okay top five Masawa 
Kobashi, mm. Kawada, Stan Hansen. Ooh, that's a good one. And then you gotta have you gotta have uh, uh, Teo as well. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so it's, it's an easy one. I, I was going more for Mayan uh, franchises. So New Japan. <laughs> there you go. So I pick Okada, Tanahashi, you know, Kotobushi, all that. And then I want Resident Evil ones. I don't think they exist. Castlevania ones. I've never seen those. Ooh. There's one that you think would exist but doesn't. Nintendo. There's no Mario or Luigi, Donkey Kong. Nothing. There's, there's Pokemon. Mega Man. I yeah. thought I saw Mega Man. Yeah, there's Mega Man. There's Pac-Man. There's, uh, what was it? There's Pokemon, but there's not There's not Mario and Luigi and Princess. You think there would be. Maybe there's some Nintendo in there. And then finally... This is my, my fifth one. I, I would like to see the Rock and Roll and Midnight Express Pops. I think that's double packs. Oh, man. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be something. I don't know yeah. how they would, if they'd be technically WWE. I don't know who owns the rights to that or they'd be uh, whatever. Who knows? Independently owned. Yeah. Like the Bucks. Yeah. Like the Bucks, Kenny and Cody. I don't know. Well, well, I guess and I'm glad you went first because you kind of had more than one answer there. So mine's going to be more than one. It's, I'm, I need two top fives. And you could probably do top 20. Oh, with wow. The, uh, with, with CM Punk coming back, all these dream matches have been thrown around. Give me top five matches, WWE only. Okay. It's WWE, NXT, and then give me top five matches outside of Oh, okay. So WWE. so so WWE only. You got to say Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Nakamura. And then we'll go with Seth Rollins. One more. Let's pick an NXT. Uh, let's say Ciampa. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know you could probably do a zillion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you start going like Keith Lee, uh, Gargano. So that would be my top five. And outside of WWE, we got to go Okada. And then, let me think here. Uh, Kenny Omega. Tanahashi. Let me see. Two more. Let's uh, possible. Let's have Punk versus... Hmm. I'm trying to think of big ones. Punk versus Jericho. Even though we've seen it, but like nowadays, it'd be totally different. Sure. And then, how about Punk versus Minoru Suzuki? That's a great yeah. one. Now, you're missing one. It's going to be the last one I say, and then you're going to understand no. why. So, I'll give you WWE. Punk versus Joe. Oh, yeah. My God. WWE. Yeah. That's a good we've one. We've seen Punk versus Daniel Bryan in WWE, but I want to see it again. Punk, AJ. So, Joe, Bryan, AJ, Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. And, and Nakamura. So, I'll go to you there. So, I'll take WWE. Okada, Omega, Tanahashi, Abushi, oh, yeah. and Ken. And Ken oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Who stole whose moves? Well, CM Punk from Kenneth. But anyway, yeah, that would be a good one. A oh, I totally forgot about that. My God, that's a good right, one. Sir, let's let's rock and roll with these lat with the NXT Takeover Survivor Series, and we'll get up on out of here. So I only saw there is one, two, three, four matches. Yeah, for so. for NXT. So we'll go with Finn yeah. Balor versus Matt Riddle. I guess we'll start there. I, yeah, it's gotta be Finn Balor. That's what I'm that's thinking. It has to be lost. Finn Balor. That should be a great match, but I would think it has to be Finn Balor. And then we got for the the winner gets a, a world title shot Survivor Series with Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne versus uh, Killian Dane. Yep. I, 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 would, I would think Pete Dunne, but I would think if McMahon looked at Damian Priest, like, oh, he's so big. So I, 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 don't, I see Damian Priest maybe getting it because whoever wins is gonna win the title. So, I'm gonna go with Damian Priest actually. There. You think I'm gonna say Pete Dunne, but you think that whoever wins is gonna be Adam Cole? Like Adam Cole maybe to beat up for War Games? No, no, Adam Cole. Down? Adam Cole will beat whoever wins. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Pete Dunne, and then they'll do, they'll do like a rematch somewhere in another takeover. Yeah. It's like blow away match, and then they'll build it up and have a, a rematch on the NXT show to, to pop a rating. Okay, I can see that. 
And then we got, uh, we'll start with the, with the women's war games match. We have two war games matches. Ray Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Medium versus Shannon Blazer, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Kaylee Ray. This one could go either way, I think. I'm thinking maybe Rhea, Rhea's team wins, but I, I don't know. I'm going to say Rhea's team because they need to set up a challenger for Shayna. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And if Rhea, Rhea maybe be Rhea versus uh, Shayna at the next uh, takeover after this. I agree. Yeah, so it should, it should be great to see. I, do you think they start the show off with that and then end with the men's or vice versa? Uh, I think you got to end with the men's. The Undisputed Era is the hot act. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking too. So we'll go right yeah, to that. Undisputed yeah. Era, I'm Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle Riley, and Roderick Strong versus Tomasa Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijak, and to be announced. So I guess the question is, well, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to be to be announced? I think it's the Undisputed Era is going to win just because you had the baby faces win on the women's on the, the first Oh, one. I didn't think of that. Yeah. But at the same time, it all depends on who that mystery person is. Is it going to be Gargano coming back? You know, maybe they just they just they, they just gave his injury, so he didn't work Valor. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing. That's one thing they can do. But they said uh, Triple H said it's going to be someone that's supposed to pull your mind. So maybe is it Nakamura? I mean, who's my one friend said maybe John Morrison. Well, there's there's that. Not only that, but the industry era they have the last two or three weeks have attacked everybody on Raw or SmackDown. So it could be somebody for Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So but uh, again, it wouldn't make sense because they're doing. Yeah, the next day, unless they join NXT. Like, a lot of people's uh, high, uh, highly rumored name is Kevin Owens. So it's like, hmm, maybe. But I, I don't know. I don't know John who it's going to be. Morrison one might be a good one. Yeah, I think so. that would be like, you know, the, the really stretch would be Marty Skull, but I heard he signed with ROH till the 30th. So that's probably not going to happen. May, yeah, they said he may resign too. It really, yeah. I mean, he, and then AEW. So I'm sure New Japan wants him. So he has. He can pick where he wants to go, so who knows. But uh, I don't know. I, I would say the good guys win because of the to-be-announced guy. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Team team Ciampa, I guess you could say. There you go, sir. All right. Uh, that would go either way, too, so that's what I like about that. Yeah. Show. I could literally probably, other than the ballot match, I could literally lose the rest of the trick. So Survivor Series, uh, Ray Brock. For the title, it's uh, no rules. I think Brock's got to retain. That's what I'm thinking, too. I mean... I was listening in one podcast to say who, who else will wrestle Brock well, no one else has to really wrestle him for right now so I, I don't see Ray Mysterio beating Brock so Brock, Brock keeps the belt Daniel Bryan Bray Wyatt as much as I'd like to see Daniel Bryan win here Wyatt just got the belt and I guess they're really really hot on the Bray Wyatt character as well as they should be so I think Bray Wyatt retains here as well yeah I, I, I see the Fiend keeping it here I don't see Daniel Bryan beating the Fiend but you never know but I, I would say the Fiend keeps it now I wonder if it'll be real short yeah, here's a tough one. Becky, Bailey, and Shayna Baszler. Three Bs. The yeah. killer Bs. Yeah, hey. I, I, I don't know. It's like, do they want to build Shayna, or do they want to keep Becky, or do they have to swerve and does Bailey win it? I would think Shayna wins it, but I, I don't, I'm don't. i not real confident behind that pick. I'm not confident. I'm just saying Becky because it's Becky. Yeah, but it should be good. I'm looking forward to that one, and then we'll get to the, the tag team uh, match, and then the... Uh, Mid-card title match, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, let's go tag team. The Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. Uh, the Red Dragon. Man, it's a tough one. I'm going to say the New Day. Clip a coin, though. Yeah, this is really either or. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the former War Machine, the Viking Raiders. I don't see Undisputed Era winning at all. And maybe they'll win the night. Yeah, yeah, they're in the war games. So, I yeah. always make them see they were beat up. Yeah, I mean, this match was really going to be hot. Not thinking it's a new day, but it was revival instead of the new day. I was like, whoa, that should be awesome. But then they took revival out. But it should still be a good match. I'm going to go with Viking Raiders, though. Yeah. Okay, then you said AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. Man, this is, this is another one, but. 
Yeah, I'd love to see that. I think Nakamura needs to win the most. Yeah, but I think definitely. They're gonna give it to AJ. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think AJ wins it. But man, if they let these three go, this is gonna be awesome. I, you know, it suck if it's like eight minutes. Yeah, if it's eight, it's just like, oh, what a letdown. Wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, then we're now, okay, let's get into the Survivor Series matches. Obviously, we don't know. Well, I, I, Adam Cole versus Question Mark, so we both have Adam Cole winning. Yeah, but not the Question Mark from NWA. <laughs> so, yeah, Adam Cole. Yeah, we both have Adam Cole's going to win. Full circle. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the women. So, Charlotte, uh, Natty, the Kabuki Warriors, Kabuki Warriors, Sarah Logan versus Sasha Carmella. Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross versus Team NXT. Which is to be announced, which hopefully they don't put the... Like, hopefully it's not... Well, I guess it won't be Shayna, because she's in a match. But what if it's, like, you know, Mia Yim, yep. and then and then Io Shirai, and they just were feuding last night to death, and now they're teaming up. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say... They, they, I think that's the one they give to NXT. Let the girl shine. I'm going to show my hand for the next one. I think they're going to have NXT win the two Survivor Series matches. So, oh, okay. So you have, uh, I mean... This one looks pretty good. You have Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Ricky Shavers, Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali, Chad Gable, I refuse to call him Shorty G, yeah. Ron Strowman. For Team NXT, you know, they're building up Kevin Owens with the, the, the big turn to go back to NXT, and I think NXT's going to take this one as well. Yeah, maybe, yeah. What if Kevin Owens turns on his team and then joins whoever, let's say it's, uh, well, it's obviously won't be the Undisputed Era because they're all matches, so it's Dijak, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, well, they, do you think they put Finn on it? Even though, like, I, would, I would say no. Who knows? They could put Cesaro on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Velveteen Dream is back. Maybe they get this to NXT too. I, I don't know. I see NXT only win one, so let's let's go with SmackDown for this one. Okay. All right, sir. Well, that sounds like that was an action-packed show. Anything else you want to go to before we get to our plugs? No, no. I think that's about it. All right. Well, if you guys want to get a hold of me on the old social media machine easy for me to say show show media yeah. machine uh look me up on instagram and the twitter it's under matt underscore turner of and um yeah you guys want to talk about anything that's going on in the world of wrestling or comic books or just life in general just, just let me know partner why don't you i'll tag you in for the big tag and why don't you finish up episode number 76 okay as I swallow there. So if you would still like a blue and gold t-shirt, we will have them, and they are for sale at True Wrestling, which will be at Berwick, Pennsylvania, the Salvation Army. That's tomorrow, the 23rd, and bell time is 7 p.m. We'll have the shirts and for sale there, and if you can't get out, we'll ship one to you. Just send us a message, and he already said his uh, social media. If you want to find me on Instagram or Facebook, just search Andy Header, and I will come right up. So you can find that there. And then you can check out the other podcast I'm a part of, which is Not Cool in High School and Tornado Tag Podcast. Also, uh, just find that I should usually share the episodes too, like I do for this one. So everything's on Facebook. I just type in iTunes and you can find all the podcasts, even this one. So that's about it. So episode 76, no wordy name yet. I gotta come up like halfway through, right? Write a cool name down. How about the question mark? The question mark. We can the question mark. The question marks or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with something funny. Question mark. Most over guy in wrestling. So until next time in episode 77, which I'm sure. I'll have a cool name for. We'll see you later.